0: Today is the 8th day of August, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Send out your light and your truth, that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Let us confess our sins against God and against our neighbor. And 43. Happier they who consider the poor and needy, the Lord will deliver them in the time of trouble. The Lord preserves them and keeps them alive, so that they may be happy in the land. He does not hand them over to the will of their enemies. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed and ministers to them in their illness. I said, Lord, be merciful to me, heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies are saying wicked things about me. When will he die and his name perish? Even if they come to see me, they speak empty words. Their heart collects false rumors. They go outside and spread them. All my enemies whisper together about me and devise evil against me. A deadly thing, they say, has fastened on them. He has taken to his bed and will never get up again. Even my best friend, whom I trusted, who broke bread with me, has lifted up his heel and turned against me. But you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up, and I shall repay them. By this I know you are pleased with me, that my enemy does not triumph over me. In my integrity, you hold me fast and shall set me before your face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from age to age. Amen, amen. As the deer longs for the water brooks, so longs my soul for you, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, a thirst for the living God. When shall I come to appear before the presence of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while all day long they say to me, Where now is my God? I pour out my soul when I think on these things, how I went with the multitude and led them into the house of God, with the voice of praise and thanksgiving among those who keep holy day. Why are you so full of heaviness, O my soul? And why are you so disquieted within me? Put your trust in God, for I will yet give thanks to him who is help of my countenance and my God. My soul is heavy within me, therefore I will remember you in the land of Jordan, and from the peak of Mazar among the heights of Hermon. One deep calls to another in the noise of your cataracts. All your rapids and floods have gone over me. The Lord grants his loving kindness in the daytime. In the night season, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to the God of my strength, why have you forgotten me? And why do I go so heavily while the enemy oppresses me? While my bones are being broken, my enemies mock me to my face. All day long, they mock me and say to me, where now is your God? Why are you so full of heaviness, O my soul? And why are you so disquieted within me? Put your trust in God, for I will yet give thanks to him who is the help of my countenance and my God. Give judgment for me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. Deliver me from the deceitful and the wicked For you are the God of my strength. Why have you put me from you? And why do I go so heavily while the enemy oppresses me? Send out your light and your truth that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling, that I may go to the altar of God, to the God of my joy and gladness. And on the harp I will give thanks to you, O God, my God. Why are you so full of heaviness, O my soul? And why are you so disquieted within me? Put your trust in God, for I will yet give thanks to him who is the help of my countenance and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5 beginning at the twelfth verse. Many signs and wonders were done among the people through the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared to join them, but the people held them in high esteem. Yet more than even believers were added to the Lord, great numbers of both men and women so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats in order that Peter's shadow might fall on them as he came by. A great number of people would also gather from towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those tormented by unclean spirits. And they were all cured. Then the high priest took action. He and all who were with him, that is, the sect of the Sadducees, being filled with jealousy, arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors, brought them out, and said, Go, stand in the temple and tell the people the whole message about his life. When they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and went on with their teaching. When the high priests and those who arrived, they called together the council and the whole body of the elders of Israel and sent them to prison to have them brought. But when the temple police were there, they did not find them in prison. So they returned and reported, we found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were perplexed by them, wondering what might be going on. Then someone arrived and announced, look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the temple police and brought them, but without violence, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, how can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I have said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, "'How can these things be?' Jesus answered him. "'Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? "'Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, "'yet you do not receive our testimony. "'If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, "'how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things?' Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they do not believe in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that the deeds have been done in God's name. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ,
1: Here is a reading for the Monday following Proper 14. It is a reading from early Christian writings, specifically from Tertullian, discussing the passion of the holy martyrs, Perpetua and Felicitas. Chapter 1 When the saints were apprehended, Saint Perpetua successfully resisted her father's pleading was baptized with the others, was thrust into a filthy dungeon. Anxious about her infant, by a vision granted to her, she understood that her martyrdom would take place very shortly. The young catechumens, Revocatus and his fellow servant, Felicitas, Saturninus and Secundulus, were apprehended, and among them also was Vivia Perpetua, respectably born, liberally educated, a married matron, having a father and mother and two brothers, one of whom, like herself, was a catechumen and a son an infant at the breast. She herself was about 22 years of age. From this point onward, she shall herself narrate the whole course of her martyrdom as she left it described by her own hand and with her own mind well says she we were still with the persecutors and my father for the sake of his affection for me was persisting in seeking to turn me away and to cast me down from the faith father said i do you see let us say, this vessel lying here to be a little pitcher or something else? And he said, I see it to be so. And I replied to him, can it be called by any other name than what it is? And he said, no, neither can I call myself anything else than what I am, a Christian. Then my father provoked at this saying, threw himself upon me as if he would tear my eyes out. But he only distressed me and went away overcome by the devil's arguments. Then in a few days, after I had been without my father, I gave thanks to the Lord, and his absence became a source of consolation to me. In that same interval of a few days, we were baptized. And to me, this became a source of consolation. In that same interval of a few days, we were baptized. And to me, the Spirit prescribed that in the baptism water, nothing else was to be sought for bodily endurance. After a few days, we were taken into the dungeon, and I was very much afraid because I had never felt such darkness. Oh, terrible day! Oh, the fierce heat of the shock of the soldiery because of the crowds! I was very unusually distressed by my anxiety for my infant. There were present there, Tertius and Pomponius, the blessed deacons who ministered to us and had arranged by means of a gratuity that we might be refreshed by being sent out for a few hours into a pleasanter part of the prison. Then, going out of the dungeon, all attended to their own wants. I suckled my child, which was now enfeebled with hunger. In my anxiety for it, I addressed my mother and comforted my brother, and commended to their care my son. I was languishing because I had seen them languishing on my account. Such solicitude I suffered for many days, and I obtained for my infant to remain in the dungeon with me. And forthwith, I grew strong and was relieved from my distress and anxiety about my infant. And the dungeon became to me, as it were, a palace, so that I preferred being there. To being elsewhere. Then my brother said to me, My dear sister, you are already in a position of great dignity, and are such that you may ask for a vision, and that it may be made known to you whether this is to result in a passion or an escape. And I, who knew, I was privileged to converse with the Lord, whose kindnesses I had found to be so great, boldly promised him, and said, Tomorrow I will tell you. And I asked, and this was what was shown me. I saw a golden ladder of marvelous height, reaching up even to heaven, and very narrow, so that persons could only ascend it one by one, and on the sides of the ladder was fixed every kind of iron weapon. There were, there were swords, lances, hooks, daggers, so that if anyone went up carelessly or not looking upwards, he would be torn to pieces and his flesh would cleave to the iron weapons. And under the ladder itself was a crouching dragon of wonderful size, who lay in wait for those who ascended, and frightened them from the ascent. And Satyrus went up first, who had subsequently delivered himself up freely on our account, not having been present at the time that we were taken prisoners. And he attended he attained the top of the ladder and turned towards me and said to me, Perpetua, I am waiting for you, but be careful that the dragon does not bite you. And I said, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he shall not hurt me. And from under the ladder itself, as if in fear of me, he slowly lifted up his head. And as I trod upon the first step, I trod upon his head and I went up and I saw an immense extent of garden. And in the midst of the garden, a white haired man sitting in the dress of a shepherd of a large stature milking sheep. And standing around were many thousand white-robed ones. And he raised his head and looked upon me and said to me, Thou art welcome, daughter. And he called me. And from the cheese, as he was milking, he gave me, as it were, a little cake. And I received it with folded hands. I ate it. And all who stood around said, amen and at the sound of their voices i was awakened still tasting a sweetness which i cannot describe and i immediately related this to my brother and we understood that it was to be a passion and we ceased henceforth to have any hope in this world here ends the reading for today.
0: I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your holy. O God, the author of peace and the lover of concord, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom, Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us good land for our heritage. We humbly ask that you may always prove ourselves a people mindful of your favor and glad to do your will. Bless our land with honorable industry, sound learning, and pure manners. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil way. Defend our liberties, and fashion into one united peoples the multitudes brought hither out of many kindreds and tongues